Hi again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 622. All those of you in our listening audience or anywhere else that would love to have a copy of this after you hear it, you'll more than likely want to. Uh, please specify whether you want a CD or an audio tape. Sharon will tell you how you can receive it at the end of the program. They're absolutely free, including the postage and handling. I've got a great message today for you. I've just had a tremendous breakthrough from the Lord, uh, assuring me that everything is going along as scheduled. And I've got uh, this great message from the Bible for you. But right now, let's go to the throne of the Lord and ask him to anoint this program. Father, you're sitting on the throne of my heart. And every true uh, uh, person of the Lord. Lord, I ask that you pour out your uh, benediction upon this message today, this uh, broadcast that souls may be saved in the church strengthened. Uh, Lord, uh, this petition also I include that you slam the door shut before Satan, bind him, uh, rebuke him, uh, annihilate him. Lord, open doors wide for me and for all our brothers and sisters in the Lord. Lord, uh, we give glory and honor unto you. We pray that there'll be hundreds of millions of souls saved for your glory in Jesus' name. And everyone says amen. Amen. All right, now here's uh, the H.B. Barnum Orchestra Choir and also a uh, tremendous lead singer here singing, Jesus Loves Me. And he loves all those that love him and keep his commandments. But to the others, he doesn't. So if you want Jesus' love, then get your soul saved so that he will have the power to keep his commandments. And then Jesus will love you and not hate you as he did Esau. Me for the Bible. 
Praise the Lord. Now, that's soul. And I reckon that that's why I have so many people that love my broadcast in Africa, India, in all different parts of the world is because they know that I got soul myself. And I preach it like it is. H.B. Barnum is one of the sweetest guys I know. Not sweet like, uh, you know, little, uh, uh these, uh, People that call themselves gay, but uh, Barnum is uh, a real man, and he's uh, we've been friends. And he stood up for me in court where no other person did, with the exception of the people in my church. And so I uh, really uh, love the guy, and uh, he conducts our uh, church orchestra in Los Angeles Church. All right, now we have some letters here. Um, as a matter of fact, I just sent an email to HB. I just received one from him about three hours ago. And so I just sent him one back uh, regarding the music at the church. All right, now we have some letters. Um, we've got one here from Brazil. Okay, now because of the fact that we're sending so many, many pieces of literature and souls are being saved, Here's a response. This is from Sao Paulo, Brazil. It's been translated from Portuguese. It says, I ask that you send more Portuguese literature and newsletter for evangelizing. Also, please send some literature in English. I've been distributing your literature to young people who speak English. Once again, I would like your literature in Portuguese. Also, if it would be possible, I would like 25 Bibles in Portuguese to be distributed here in a neighborhood to people who cannot afford to buy them. I personally attest that your literature is being used correctly. My telephone and email are listed above. I await your response and send you a hug. Your brother in Christ, Anderson Costa de Aguillo from uh, Campinas, Sao Paulo, Brazil. Okay, uh, praise the Lord. Sharon, do you have another one? Yes. Also translated from Spanish, this is from Peru. Because of your literature having won so many souls, we need 40 more Bibles for the new prisoners who gave their lives to the Lord. Another cell block gave themselves to the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Adriel Arajo Rodriguez from the prison of Piura, Peru. All right, now those are two shorties. Uh, have you got a couple of uh, longer ones? Yes. Okay, let's hear them. This is from India. Dear beloved world pastor Tony Alamo, much love and greetings to you in the exalted name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm presently working as a pastor in a rural and interior village. We're conducting gospel crusades to encourage people to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. We're distributing the literature to prisoners, leprosy patients, and victims of natural disasters. We have been distributing the earthquake literature to friends, college students, and in hospitals. 
Many people have been transformed and added to the church by the effective working of the Word of God. And in case you don't know what transform means, that means many people have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, and they've been saved. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 Then what? In spite of oppositions, Satan's powers, and world powers, the Lord has helped us. I'm living in an interior area, and we need every help from you. We look forward for your blessings and fulfilling what the Lord has planned to accomplish. We've been praying for your ministries, your health, and your family. Surely our Lord will multiply his richest blessings to your family and ministry. I send greetings to the Church of Los Angeles and Arkansas. Peace be unto you, your faithful servant in Jesus Christ, Pastor Isaac Talari from Pravali, Mandal, India. Okay, and another one? Yes, from Zambia, Africa. Dear Pastor Tony Alamo, greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This letter has left me in good health and wanting very much to work for my Lord anywhere that is according to his will for all the rest of my life. The things I've gone through in my life have made me to work hard for God because this world is not my home. I have made a wise decision. I would like to thank you very much for the literature and the Bible which I receive from you with joy. Those tracts have assisted me very much in my work of soul winning, even though some people in the outskirts were not able to read the English language due to their illiteracy. My prayer is that God will help us with the resources so that we shall start translating them into the local languages. Please continue sending different kinds of literature to me because people enjoy reading different news of God to help them grow spiritually. Thank you very much, and may the good Lord extend the days of your life because of your good work. Yours in Christ, Gibson Mwelwa from Chalanga, Zambia, Africa. All right, we're in the uh, book of Psalms. Um, we've been reading from there, but the Lord instructed me to go to Psalm number one. Uh, verse one states, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners. What does that mean, that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly? Well, uh, everyone that doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly are blessed. But uh, those that walk in the counsel of the ungodly, uh, they are cursed. Well, who would it be that is walking in the counsel of the ungodly? The Bible says the whole world. Uh, The whole world is deceived, the Bible says, and that's why uh, they need to repent. Now, Eve uh, was deceived, and so was Adam, but they, before they died, they repented. And uh, thank God, because that's the father uh, or the mother of all flesh is Eve. So that we know that there was no other couple before Eve, because all flesh, all human flesh, she was the mother of it. And so don't let anybody tell you I've heard all kinds of crazy things. People like to invent their own word, and this is not the counsel uh, of uh, the Lord, but it's the counsel of the ungodly. So blessed is the man. If you want to be blessed, then stop thinking these things, which are totally opposite from the word of God. Blessed is the man that walketh 
in not in the counsel of the ungodly, which I'm talking about the whole world now is being ruled by the great cult leader, uh, the uh, homosexual church and the child molesting church, which is the Vatican. Now, they are the uh, people that are the homosexual cult and the child molesting cult. So they like to throw names around. This is, I'm uh, telling the truth, uh, because that's what they do. They're homosexuals and they're child molesters. So that's the homosexual and child molesting cult, the Vatican, the Roman Catholic cult, the world's greatest and most, um, the biggest cult in the world, really. So, I mean, if that makes you feel good about being part of that homosexual child molesting cult, well, then go to it because you'll see as soon uh, the condemnation of the Lord uh, as I'll read it to you here in the Word of God. Now, the Word of God is God. And God created we all, all of us, including every living thing. And so who's going to argue with God? Only the ungodly, only the homosexual child molesters. They are uh, trying to say they lie. They're uh, of their father, the devil. And the Bible tells us that the, the, uh, the devil is a liar and the father of it. And he's a murderer and he's a thief. And so uh, anyone that listens to him is of him. Uh, so blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners. What does that mean, stand in the way of sinners? Well, uh, sinners want to repent. They, they want to know what God has to say. But these people stand in the way of sinners. What they want to do is take the Bible away, and they're doing it, and they don't allow the Bible to be taught in school because they're doing everything in their power to make the Bible evil. Well, the Bible is the only good book in the entire world. So uh, they are also standing, this homosexual, child molesting cult is also standing in the way of sinners. So, uh, so blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of these ungodly people, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor uh, sitteth in the seat of the scornful. The, the Vatican's news media, and you can see that it's the Vatican's news media, they exalt that child molesting homosexual church to the stars and try to make that homosexual pope look as though he's um, something that's very great. But the Lord told me the breakthrough that I had today is like, I was really praying for those people in Texas because now they're going to make every one of those children take blood tests to make sure that they uh, um, are not the children uh, of many wives. But the Bible never condemns that. 
but the Bible does condemn homosexuality. And uh, now there's even a law in Texas, I heard on the news, that uh, women can be married at the age of 16. Now, as I said before, I don't know those people over there. I've never met them before, and I don't know what their doctrine is. But if it's a part of the uh, Latter-day Saints Church, I know they believe in the Lord Jesus, and so people should leave them alone. Uh, unless they, this man is um, teaching people to rape women, and I doubt that very much because they say that about um, such evil about me on television. They had me as America's most wanted. They said that I was a child molester, a child abuser, that I'm holding people in prison, and yet they've raided our church on several times, and they made the little children in front of each other take their clothes off and examine the little girls to see if they'd ever been raped, and they found nothing. And they had to go away because there was nothing. Then they uh, filed a, a child abuse case on me yeah, just to have fun in the press with it to make me look like some cult leader uh, like unto them, and they had to drop the case. They knew they couldn't win it. And so they also uh, accused me of wanting to kidnap a federal judge, and I won that case. All the jurors knew that they were liars, and uh, they uh, voted me after all the smear campaigns that they have done on me. They stated that truly I am innocent. And uh, FBI people have infiltrated into my church and wound up getting saved. Um, Mr. Peeler, John Peeler, uh, infiltrated in. He went to our restaurant. He went to the church. Uh, he was ordered by uh, him. Uh, according to him, he was uh, ordered by pre former President Clinton to murder me. And so when he went there and investigated, found out that I was squeaky clean. He said he wouldn't do it under any circumstances. So what they did is took his son and put him in prison for years. So any of the FBI or U.S. Marshals who have threatened to kill me on many cases and have threatened to murder, not kill, but murder the people at our church and this, uh, anti-Christ, homosexual, child molesting cult are the ones that have made it uh, the, a special interest group that they can uh, murder their own children if they want to. Let me tell you something. You know, uh, the Lord told me that he is going to rack you people up. That's why I'm so happy today. You know, a lot of people praise and thank the Lord, but they don't know what they're praising and thanking the Lord for. I immediately, my heart filled with joy because the Lord let me know that he's with me and he's going to crush these people uh, like a grape, uh, crush them like uh, into powder, as he states in the book of Daniel. So uh, they sit in the seat of the scornful. These are supposed to be comedians that I don't think are funny. They 
We'll do anything for a laugh, even if it means joining in with the hecklers and the ungodly people. And so they're sitting in the seat of the scornful. Uh, but the Lord's delight is in the law. A person that is of the Lord, his delight is in the law of God, the moral law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate a day and night. Now, I don't understand how anyone could praise and thank the Lord if they don't pray. Because when I'm praying, I'm talking to the Lord and I expect an answer. And it's such a glorious thing when I am praying to him and I feel the heavens open up and an answer comes down. That builds my faith like nothing else on the face of this earth is to feel the presence of the Lord. So my delight is in the law of the Lord. Uh, otherwise, he wouldn't be talking to me and telling me the things that are happening and that are happening in the future. And these people wonder, how in the world does he know all these things? Well, because I know the Lord and the Lord tells me things. Uh, the Lord knows what's going on in your bedroom. Believe it or not, he knows you, your wife, your dog, your cat, and all of your mistresses. And you Vaticanites, he knows all your homosexual uh, companions and all of the little altar boys that you've raped and committed oral and anal sex with you filthy filthy dreamers well so and uh, a person that's really of the lord loves the law the moral law and uh, in his law does he meditate day and night now one of the laws in the new testament is to pray always but if you just pray to the lord and figure you're praying to a mannequin or a dummy or some senile old man that only half hears and sees. Yeah, you got it wrong because um, when you're praying to him, if you really are sincere in your prayers and you continue on both day and night, you're going to get an answer from him and it's going to blow you away. Now, a lot of people, if they ever heard the Lord, if that Pope ever heard the voice of God, he would, um, he'd be frightened to death. I've heard the voice of the Lord on many occasions, and I still hear him. I heard him just a few hours ago, about an hour and a half ago. Uh, verse 3, And he, this kind of a man, shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit. As I was um, Teaching the other day from the 15th chapter of John, the Bible says that Jesus is the vine, his father is the farmer. Actually, and we're the fruit. And we're also the branches. And the branches that don't bottleneck the word of God, but just preach it like it is, they're going to bear a lot of fruit in his season. Now, a lot of time people don't get saved right away any more than an ear of corn sprouts up immediately after you put the seed in the ground. 
But what we're to do is just keep preaching and sowing the seed, the Word of God, by the Spirit. And then um, it, uh, the fruit comes up in the proper season. His leaf, a person that bears fruit, also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Oh, what a beautiful promise that is. Why would people not want to continue praying to the Lord so they can hear his voice answering them back? But I'm afraid that a lot of people today are like the people of Israel when God spoke to the entire nation uh, from Mount Sinai. Uh, they became so afraid at his booming voice and the earthquake that accompanied it and the sound of these trumpets and the trumps of those ram horns are something else that put shivers through you. Should uh, that make your skin quiver? Uh, also, the billows of smoke and the fire that was coming out of that mountain when the Lord was uttering the Ten Commandments. So, um, a lot of people don't want to pray because they are afraid to hear from God. Because they don't really know whether they're right with the Lord or not. People are so double-minded that they're afraid of God uh, to but if you're keeping the commandments, you don't need to be afraid of the Lord. You fear that if you don't do his word, that you'll be a castaway and that you'll be terrorized by him. But if you're seeking him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, because of your good fear of God, then you have nothing to worry about uh, when he talks back to you. But the children of Israel, they knew they were sinners. They wanted to go back to Egypt so they could have onions and leeks, scallions, if you will. And so they could have their backs beaten and their little boys murdered. People are crazy. Verse 4. The ungodly are not so but are like the chaff. Now, chaff, uh, if you've ever been a farm boy or ever been on a wheat ranch, uh, I worked uh, in such a way where we keep the grain, but the chaff, uh, we burn it up. And oh, how you see the uh, pheasants and the quail coming around to eat the little beads or the seeds that uh, fall around where the chaff is as well. But the ungodly are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. The chaff is to be burned. Verse 5, Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment. What's that? If they don't stand, what happens? Do they fall? They are Flung down. They are slung down into the pit of hell. Uh, just like you'd throw a stone. Nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. Sinners will not stand there because I don't let them stand there. 
if I find that people are sinning in the congregation, they, they get thrown out of the church. Oh, well, we better not go to that church because they're too godly. You figure that going to an evil church would be better because there's no chance of you being thrown out of there. Well, when we are supporting, we are providing a house or an apartment or a trailer or whatever for people that uh, are wanting to move in and they say they love the Lord and want to serve with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, well, they have to be good or I'll throw them out. We can't afford to um, feed the chaff of people that don't want to serve the Lord. Verse 6, For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Well, what does uh, perish mean? That means you're going to die, he'll kill you, and he will send your soul to hell. Now, I was asking, I was primarily honing in on people like former President Bill Clinton. And the Lord says, don't worry about him. He's, uh, I'm taking care of him, and soon. He's already taking care of him. He is dismantling him. And uh, the Pope as well. Folks, the, you people like Cl uh, you Clinton and you Pope uh, and uh, Bush, you're not going to be around that much longer. Better get right with the Lord. Okay, this is, I'm having mercy on you by telling you that. Now, Psalm 2. Why do the heathen, and you people are the epitome of the heathen, why do the heathen rage? They're going on this, uh, these people's uh, church grounds, and they're raging like they're wonderful, and these people are bad. The mothers are crying, the children are crying, and they're going to take blood tests. On what business is it of you to take blood tests? Why don't you take blood tests on all your homosexual and child molesting uh, priests? Why don't you do that yet? Hmm? Uh, you people are so, you're like heathen. Why do the heathen rage? Oh, you people are, uh, you're a, a polygamous cult. Well, you're a homosexual and child molesting cult. Now, a polygamous cult, uh, I mean, David was a polygamist, and Moses was. All the righteous people, so many of them were uh, polygamists. They had many wives. But none of them, no godly person of the Lord had many husbands. Okay. Or women had many wives. Why do you heathen rage? Who, who are you to rage against the word of God and God and his people? And the people imagine a vain thing. You actually are imagining that you're going to get by with all this. That's a vain thought, folks, because you're not going to get away with anything. The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers uh, take counsel together against the Lord and against uh, his anointed, saying, 
Isn't that something how the kings of the earth have joined with the Pope? This is the Antichrist spirit, the devil himself, that great red dragon, the spirit of him is in all you people. And you're so blind that I don't know even if you know it, but still, you're going to go to hell. So why do they um, gang up, gather themselves against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, verse 3, let us break their bands. Let's detach them. There's only supposed, we know from God's word that there's only supposed to be one body of Christ. So let's break their bands and shoot them out all over the place. Break up the body of Christ. Break their bands asunder and cast away their cords. In other words, the cords that they have with the Lord. Because the cords, the Lord leads, guides, and directs them by the cords of the Holy Spirit to cast away their cords from us. We don't want to hear the gospel that they're preaching. These, uh, we've got to break them away. We've got to kill them. We've got to murder them because they bring us under condemnation and they make it as we're uh, governors and we are congressmen and senators. Yes, I'm not a crook. When in fact you are crooks. Oh, I'm not a crook. Verse 4, he that sitteth in the heavens uh, shall laugh. That's what the Lord is doing, is laughing at you, bunch of punks. And that's what uh, was the breakthrough, because the Lord says, he's laughing at you, and he's with me, and he's not with you. And so excuse my boasting, but I am so uh, filled with glorious thoughts because the Lord told that to me. He's laughing at you. The Lord shall have you in derision. Verse 5. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath. Oh, my God. You want to keep going and you don't know what God's wrath is until he pours it on you. And uh, he's going to vex them in his sore displeasure. The Lord is displeased. Verse 6. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill. Now the Lord again uh, says that the nation, uh, he symbolizes them by saying hills and mountains. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Sion. Sion, if you will. Verse 7. I will declare the decree. The Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son. The Lord said that to me too. Thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. Just think that you could become a son of God, uh, not like the head of son, 
but you'd be a member of the body of Christ right in just a few minutes. So thou art my son. Thou art my son. This day have I given birth unto you. Verse 8. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance. I'll take everything away from the heathen and give it to you. And the Lord laughs at that. You think you're making some headway, and all you're doing is going backwards. And the Lord laughs at you and let me know it, and he let me know that he's going to take care of you and that he's doing it. He's going to really take great care of you. And it made me so happy that I just had to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning, if what it is right now, to bring this message. And uh, the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Well, the Lord's possessing you people, making you do what he's making you do. And he's cursing you every step of the way. Verse 9, thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. That's what the psalmist David, by the Spirit, is saying. That God is going to break you with a rod of iron. And that's his word. That's his promises. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Verse 10, be wise now, therefore, O ye kings that are sided in with this uh, homosexual child molesting church and their reprobate leader with the funny hat and gown that he wears. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings, be instructed by me, you judges of the earth. Verse 11, serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. I was, uh, every time I hear the voice of the Lord, it just makes me tremble, but I rejoice because it's just another affirmation that he is alive and on the throne and he talks to me. Verse 12, King. You kings out there. Now, all of you people that think you're the president and all these things, and you're just in your glory, you thing. He says, kiss the sun. I want you to kiss my son. Now, kiss him. In other words, do what he says. Lest he be angry and ye perish from the way. Well, kiss my son or I'm going to kill you is what he's saying there. Kiss my son or I'm going to kill you. When his wrath is kindled, but a little. Don't get me too ticked off, the Lord says. If Even if I get a little ticked off, I'm going to kill you. Blessed are all they that put their trust not in the homosexual cult leader, uh, the child molesting cult, but in God. 
Now let's delve into Psalm number 3. A Psalm of David when he fled from Absalom his son. Verse 1. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Well, the more you do for the Lord, the more you're going to get uh, trouble. All those that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. They shall suffer trouble. Many are they that rise up against me. If you have a church that isn't being attacked by the homosexual child molesting cult and their news media, well, uh, then you're not doing the work of the Lord, I can tell you that. Verse 2, many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for him in God. They're saying the same thing about me. Selah. Verse 3, but thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. And that's what the Lord was showing me day after day. I'm your shield. I'm your buckler. My glory and the lifter up of mine head. Verse 4, I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy uh, hill, uh, the holy hill, the crystal mountain, or the holy hill, uh, where there's nothing but uh, peace and joy, no death, no government agencies up there, except the government of God, which is good. I love it. I live in the government of God. Selah. Verse 5, I laid me down and slept. I await for the Lord sustained me. No one killed me in my sleep. Verse 6, I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people. And I can honestly say that I am not afraid of ten, ten billions of people that have set themselves against me round about. Because that's what's happening today. And I'm not afraid to continue preaching the um, infallible word of God. Verse 7. Arise, O Lord, save me. Oh, what a beautiful thing that we can call on the Lord and say, Arise, O Lord, save me. Oh, my God, for thou hast smitten every one of my enemies. Upon the cheek bone, thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. And he's done that for me. He's actually made people that were against me, he made them mortal, mortal. He made them corpses, corpses, cadavers. And that's what he's going to do to the rest of you. Verse 8. Salvation belongs unto the Lord, not to the homosexual child molesting Pope or any of his puppets like uh, 
Clinton or Bush or any of them. Now look at what they're paying. There's no peace in their life and they're afraid to die because they know they're going to face God at the judgment bar real soon. Oh, how the week flies one day after the other and all of a sudden it's Saturday. Then it's next Saturday. And then soon you're being, they're going to cut your stomach open and take your guts out and throw them in a bucket and stuff you with cotton, staple your lips together, and plug your ears. All of you phonies out there that are uh, coming against God and his people. And then put your stiff body in a casket. Verse 8. Salvation belongs unto the Lord. Thy blessing is upon thy people, not anyone else. Selah. Now, this is Psalm 4. See how fast these psalms go? This is like worshiping the Lord when you read the psalms. It's so good. This is the chief musician of Neganoth, a psalm of David. Hear me when I call, O God, of my righteousness. I'm not righteous, Lord, but you are. And because I'm in your body, I have become righteous. Because I'm not sinning anymore, I'm in the body of Christ, in the Holy Spirit. Thou hast enlarged me. Yeah, me too. We're worldwide now. When I was in distress... He enlarged me when I was in distress. They have uh, trying to cause every kind of distress upon us, but during the time they were doing it, um, we just kept growing. Now I'd like to go back here for a second and uh, read another scripture to you from the book of Job. It says, uh, As the Lord gave Job, twice as much as he had before. Now, Satan took away everything that Job had, just as he did me and my church. And then on top of that, he took us into a trial, the Department of Labor in um, Little Rock, and said that we had to pay people to belong to my church. <laughs> you think you've met with the devil. And so, of course, they figured it out that we were giving them much more than minimum wage. And so that went away. But the, later on, they took everything away. They said, I owed all this money to the IRS. And they took everything he had, took everything I had, it took everything that the church had, all the properties that the people were living in, and they put them out in the cold. Put them out in the snow, if you will. But uh, after the Lord put Job through that fire, also the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Then came all of his fair-weather friends <laughs> to join up with him when he had all these, um, doubled the amount that he had before. So let's see, Psalms chapter 7, verse 8. The Lord shall judge the people. Judge me. Oh, in other words, uh, read the Bible and judge yourself 
with the word of God because that's the way you're going to be judged on judgment day. If you're doing the things that the Lord said to do, if you fear him, the whole duty of man is to fear God and keep his commandments. And if you do that, well, then you can look in the Bible and say that you're going to have a very fair judgment. Okay, so the Lord shall judge the people. David said, judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness, because I'm keeping all your words, and that's what righteousness is. And according to mine integrity that is in me. Verse 9, O let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end. And that's what I keep praying. And the Lord answers me back and says, I'm with you. Keep it up. You're doing good. Excellent, he says. I'm doing excellent. But establish the just. Uh, for the righteous God trieth the hearts. Uh, he doesn't tempt us, he tried, but he tries the hearts and brains of people. Verse 10, my defense is of God, which saveth the upright in heart. So I have defense in God. So now if God is with me, the whole world cannot do anything about that. Can't do a thing about it. So I'm greatly pleased and happy and rejoice and praise the Lord because of it. Verse 11, God judges the righteous and God is angry with the wicked every day. Now, do you think that uh, homosexuality is of the Lord and that... Uh, Child molestation is of the Lord. No, it's of the devil. So he's angry with those people every day. You think that murdering little uh, infants is of the Lord? <laughs> you have to be crazy if you think so. And if you think that the Lord doesn't know what you're doing, you're even crazier. So I'm going to take this up if the Lord wills. Uh, tomorrow. But right now, let's, um, let's pray. Those of you that want to be winners, then say the prayer of losers so that you can be a winner. Say to the Lord, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, Holy Father God, Lord Spirit. Wash all of my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says that you'll turn no one away, and that includes me. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved. And say to the Lord, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father, for saving my soul. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit, for entering into me the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Now, um, just raise your hands and praise the Lord. And then order yourself, if you don't already have one, a Old King James version of the Bible, not a new one, because that's uh, quite a bit of a government Bible. They say that they're the rulers, and they're not. The, the real Bible says that we ministers are the rulers of God in this world. Now, Sharon, uh, tell our listening audience how they can receive a copy of uh, this program, number 622. Go to com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505. Or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370. Or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Praise the Lord. Now uh, we um, are going to, this is World Pastor Tony Lamo. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for another one of these uh, powerful broadcasts that teach you the way of the Lord so that you don't have to be afraid of judgment. Now here's H.P. Uh, Barnum's uh, orchestra and choir to sing the life prayer song. <laughs> 